When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Two minutes past on a Thursday evening, 18th day of May, 2023. What is going on, everybody? Dan Grasso Show, we are live and in living color. We are locked and loaded. We are fired up. Fired up. How can you not be on this busy Thursday? As we take it right up until 8.30, and then we'll send you out the game number two between the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Lakers seeing if they can get back in the win column. I think they will. Said it last night. You know, Lakers showed you a nice little push in half number two of that game the other evening. I thought they just ran out of time more than anything else. But I think the Lakers will make the adjustments necessary. They'll even up this series and take the home court advantage back. I think we're going to be in for a long one, a good one. When it comes to that Western Conference Finals, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We got Harvey, we got Joe, and you can get me on Twitter, at Dan Gross, at G-R-A-C-A. Where should we start today? Where should we begin today? Well, I already just mentioned the Lakers and the Nuggets. I mean, we can talk about that a little bit later on, right? But, I mean, I think there's only one place that you can start today, right? Now, is that coming out over the air? Because I can't hear a dang thing. Hi, go Mets, yay! There we go. I heard that. I couldn't hear it when I was playing it on my board, but maybe there's something technically wrong in this side of the studio, which is not exactly a rare thing these days. But anyway, there you go. Meet the Mets. Greet the Mets. Step right up and don't beat the Mets, at least for the last two days. Because when we signed off here last night, I don't remember what the score was. You guys remember the score? Was it one nothing? Maybe when we ended the show, something that, like that. I believe it was one nothing. They were losing, losing one nothing. It was before the Vientos home run. Correct. So I got in the car last night. It was we one suck. nothing, and shoot, I didn't even know that Vientos hit the home run until I got home. Just gonna show you, I wasn't even listening to the game driving home. I forgot what I was listening to, but it wasn't the game. It wasn't the basketball game either. Probably just music. I'm a music guy. So, get home, they're losing 4-2. to two. Oh, well. How did it get 4-2? to two? Well, look and see. Vientos tied up the game with a home run. All right, the kid did it. He did it. First game up of the year. He hit a big home run, tied the game, and, of course, the Mets gave it right back. So, then it's 4-2, to two, and then you get to the later innings, and you're like, oh, well, what's going to happen here? Then Alvarez hits that huge home run, ties the game in the ninth inning. You're like, all right, that one swing might have just changed the pendulum of the entire season. On May 17th, that is when the Mets finally announced themselves as relevant participants into this 2023 baseball season. Well, then what happens? We go to the uh, 10th inning. And what happens in the 10th inning? Of course, Tampa Bay scores a couple of runs. And then they go up 7-5, and you're like, forget it, it's over. So it was like the third time where if you've watched this team all season long, you're like, there's no way they're going to win this game. And then lo and behold, Alonzo, sick as a dog, as proclaimed by the manager, gets a hold of one, hits it deep into the Queen's night, 
And the Mets have themselves hands down the biggest victory of the season. And while it was exciting and while it was grounds for celebration and all those things, because, you know, look, anytime you come from behind, what, three times, and then you're able to walk it off in front of your fans, that, that's big, right? You should bask in it a little bit. But it wouldn't have meant anything if they didn't go out there today and back it up with a victory. Because if they won last night and came out today and laid an egg and still dropped the series two out of three, it's like last night's game meant absolutely nothing. They had to win today. It was absolutely critical. It was a must win. And you know what? They did. Give them credit. They fell behind early again in the first inning, which is I mean, there's, there's three guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and the Mets are going to fall behind one nothing in the first inning. I mean, that's just that's the way they go about their business. That's how they do things. But again, they fought back. Alonzo got a hold of another one. McGill was good enough, right? That's all you're asking for. He was good enough. Bullpen came back, did their job. Still had to sweat it out until the very end. Tampa threatened a couple of times, and he took two out of three against the best team in baseball. Now, one series does not make a season, but when you haven't won a series in Lord knows a month, you know, you should celebrate these things a little bit. You know, get fired up. Hi, go Mets, yay! You know, that's when you play this stuff. Go Mets, you win. Now, they go out there this weekend and lose the series to Cleveland, you're going to be right back to square one again. You know, you got your two big horses pitching. You got Scherzer on Saturday, Verlander Sunday. Sunday night's an ESPN game, prime time, so the whole world's going to see it. Verlander against Shane, not Justin Bieber. So that's a good pitching matchup. A couple of former Cy Young Award winners, right? Not to be missed. But now you have to build on this. You have to continue. And we've heard all the cliches. We've heard all the stories. We know about teams that have gotten off to slow starts. They're able to turn it around. Baseball season's a marathon, not a sprint. Right? In June 1, that is when we kind of want to make a determination as to what your team is going to be. And as a matter of fact, I was shocked because I had to go back and look today just for my own peace of mind. 2015, which is, of course, the year the Mets won the pennant and went all the way to the World Series before getting beaten by the Kansas City Royals. Remember, that team was not exactly the second coming of Murderer's Row once the summer kicked off. Remember some of those lineups that they were trotting out there each and every day? One had like John Mayberry Jr. and Eric Campbell, Daryl Siciliani. Like all those dudes were like in the batting order, in the top half of the batting order. And they weren't a threat to score against anybody. I remember the Dodgers came in. It was either in like June or July and Kershaw pitched. I thought the Kershaw was going to throw a perfect game against them because that's how bad this lineup was. And he came damn close too, if I remember. But what surprised me about that year, and I know that they went and they got Cespedes late in the summer and that kind of, you know, kick-started the whole thing and they called up Michael Conforto. But on the 4th of July, like that's late. 4th of July, they were a 500 team. You know, so if you want to extend this deadline even a little bit further, as to, you know, let's hold off between proclaim, or, you know, before we proclaim a team and, you know, pronounce them dead to rights. All right, be my guest. And as I said the other night, remember, nobody's really running away with this thing just yet. I know the Dodgers are off to a nice start. Braves are doing their thing. But, like, I don't think any of these teams are what we would call juggernauts at this point. Just kind of hang around. But more importantly with the Mets, what you had to do is you had to at least display some evidence that you're capable of winning games on a consistent basis, right? You know, show that this $370 million payroll 
is one to be reckoned with. And it's not just going to be one big, massive mistake, which at times it's resembled for the better part of this year. That's what you can't have happen. And the guys that you count on to go out there and to do the job, last couple of days they did. Now, I was a little surprised, just like everybody else, that, you know, the kids weren't in the lineup today. And so they were the ones that helped you win that game, whether it was Vientos, whether it was Alvarez. I mean, they had a day off, day game after a night game. I mean, these guys are 22 years old. You know, they should be able to get out of bed and go play a game. Talk about matchups and this and that, and I know that they won the game, but, you know, let's see how they deal with success, right? Let's see how they handle prosperity. If they're able to string together back-to-back good games against the best team in baseball, if they're good enough to go out there and play in a game that you need to win, why aren't they good enough to go out there and play the next day? Can't tell me it's all strategy. Come on. It's overthinking things too much. And Alonzo, you know, not feeling 100%, still went out there, got the job done. He was asked if he feels pressure if he's not feeling No, right. I mean, for me, if I'm out there, I'm going to shoot my best bullet always. I always give it 100%, and for me, I just don't want me not feeling well to be an excuse for a lack of performance. So for me, I just want to approach it how I normally do and just go out there and play the best I can as hard as I can, and whatever happens, happens. Mets should have came up with an excuse that the whole team was sick like the whole season. You know, to maybe explain the start that they've gotten off to the first 45 games. Meantime, Judge hits a home run up in Toronto. What else is new? Did anybody see where his eyes were when he swung the bat? Were they straight ahead? Were they looking at the baseball? Or they were looking at, you know, row six? Something like that. Hopefully we don't get any uh, episodes tonight up there in Toronto. But if if it happens, it happens. So you feel good about the Mets. Today's a happy Mets day. It's amazing. Think about how much things have changed. Since when we walked out of the studio last night, not even 24 hours ago, things were still gloom and doom. And then fast forward to today, you got two wins in your pocket. You take a series against the best team in baseball. And now let's see where you go from here. But the mood has changed, right? The air is cleaner. The food tastes better. All these things. That's what winning does. That's what winning breeds. Isn't that a novel thought? Really? 800-919-3776. So you convinced? You convinced that now... This is the turning point that the Mets are just going to go on this run now and they're going to believe or we're all going to believe that this team with the gaudy payroll and all the expensive players that they're going to start to play like the back of their baseball cards in this first month and a half of the season is all going to be forgotten. Find out. We'll find out. Still a lot of work to be done. Still a lot of concerns. Still a lot of flaws. I'll tell you this. Lost in the shuffle. Maybe the most encouraging takeaway over the last couple of days was how Kodai Senga pitched last night. That was his best outing, hands down. Hands down, with 12 punch-outs against that lineup and that team, that was impressive. You need that Kodai Senga the rest of the year, especially if the other old pitchers are going to take their lumps from time to time. That's what you're paying Senga to do. It's why you brought him here. That's what all the hype and the ghost ball and all those things, it's to go out there and dominate like he did against a good Tampa Bay team. Taking it right up until 8.30 tonight. Then you got game number two with the Nuggets and the L.A. Lakers. Get into a lot of stuff tonight. Do a little Yankee talk as well as they're off and running against Toronto. Seeing if they can take a three out of four. Really impressive series. And also last night, you got the Eastern Conference Finals, which got underway. And I don't know. If you're a Knicks fan, you look at it one of two ways. You're either sick to your stomach because the way that it all played out last night was essentially a lot of the same stuff that you just got done looking at for the last two weeks when it comes to this Miami Heat team, or you look at it with a little bit of pride and say, okay, we lost to a better team. Okay, we got beat by a team that 
may just even knock off the Celtics and go to the NBA Finals. No shame in that. Heat get it, man. Heat are built for this stuff. They are built for this time of year. And when you have a special player like Mr. Butler, that tends to happen, right? Jets also free up some money as far as the salary cap is concerned. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. Take it right up until 8.30 tonight. Then it's Nuggets-Lakers, game number two from Denver. Dan Grosser Show, 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Harvey's speeding it up tonight. Little segment to rejoin. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. Taking it right until game number two, Western Conference Finals. Lakers, Nuggets. Game one was a dandy. Really was. So we get another one of those this evening. Going to be tough for Denver tonight. I really think so. I think Lakers found something in half number two there with the adjustments. Let's see what the chess match looks like tonight between Malone and Darvin Ham. But like I said, I got a feeling Lakers are going to find a way to even this thing up. I really and truly think they will. Uh, Yanks and Jays, they're off and running up there in Toronto. Bottom one, two-nothing Bombers. Aaron Judge with a two-run blast. In support of one, Nestor Cortez. Nestor needs a big one tonight, right? Needs to go out there and actually shove to Toronto because two out of his last three starts have not been good. Texas tattooed him down in Arlington. Last time out against the Tampa Bay Rays, it was ugly as well. He had a good start sandwiched in between against the Oakland A's, but does that really count? You know, it's the Oakland A's. So when you're going up against a good opponent like this, You want to be at your best, and this is still one of the guys you're counting on. He was an all-star last year. Once upon a time, this is a guy that you actually trusted. Well, he just gave one up to Bo Bichette, which might land in your driveway, people. So look outside. That's how far he hit this one. It was only a solo shot, so it's 2-1 Yanks as Bichette cuts the deficit in half there for Toronto. So we'll keep an eye on the Yankees moving forward. Last night, You had the Miami Heat doing their thing and flexing their muscles over the Boston Celtics and doing what they do, coming from behind, and especially in that third quarter, completely 
rewriting the script for that basketball game. In the third quarter, it was. You put up almost 50 points for crying out loud. And by the way, not that we haven't seen this before, but I'm just going to throw it out there, friendly advice. If you're Joe Missoula, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, look, it's their off night. Maybe he's listening to the show, even though up in Boston, you're probably not going to get the station, but you can listen on the app. Beauty of technology. If Joe's listening, Joe, coach, you're allowed to call timeout, man. Like, when the town is burning, you're allowed to call for help. Because that's what was happening in the third quarter, was it not? If I see a team put up almost 50 points on me and I had a lead and then suddenly it's gone, you know, maybe to stop the bleeding a little bit, I call timeout. Let my guys get a breather. Maybe throw out a few suggestions, confer with my assistant coaches, try to slow things up, try to try to counter what the opponent is doing. Because that was one of the fears going into this series is that there was such a lopsided disparity between the two coaches in this one with Eric Spolstra and you were afraid that he was going to sit there and coach circles around Joe Missoula, which, at least in game one, he did. Now, it helps to have good players, too. But how do you not call a single timeout in a quarter where they blow your doors off? And this happened to him in the last round, too, against the Philadelphia 76ers down the stretch of one of those games. I guess he's a big believer in let's just let the players play. And I heard, you know, Don and Peter were talking about it at the end of the show, and Peter, a big Boston guy. They were in a sticky situation with the Yudoka stuff, and they had to kind of pivot on the fly. Mazzella stepped in, kept the team winning, got them the number one seed in the conference. You know, they did right by – or it wasn't the number one seed. Milwaukee was the one seed, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, they won over well over 50 games. They had a good season. And they had to kind of at least make it look like they weren't a rudderless ship, and so they removed the interim tag. They gave them a quote-unquote extension. We don't know how long the extension's for. It wouldn't shock me if it's really just for next year. Right, just to make him the permanent head coach, give him a little bit of security, job well done. So even if they do look to make a change at the end of the season, you know, the guy still gets a paycheck for next year for kind of taking one for the team, being a good company guy. But look at what's happening around the NBA right now, where you've got coaches who have won championships, been to the finals, been successful, and they're all being let go. If Joe Missoula has a series that is going to be indicative of what we saw in game number one, would it shock you if the Boston Celtics go out there looking for a new head coach when it's all said and done? Would it really shock you? Milwaukee, Phoenix, Philadelphia, all these teams moving on from coaches who have either, like I said, won championships or been successful. I think they'd look to make a change because this is a championship caliber team that you don't want being held back by the head coach. Now, We just got done watching this Heat team for the last couple of weeks. This is what they do. This is how they play. They're never out of it. They are an unbelievable effort team. And it's more than just effort. It's more than just scheme. Because you know what? They may not be household names, all of them. But they go out there and can actually play good and make big shots. And especially don't beat yourself. I mean, all these guys last night, whether it was Martin, whether it was Lowry, Vincent, Struess, your role players, they all had 15 points a pop last night. Not 15 collectively, 15 each. Any team would take that this time of year, especially in support of your superstar who's going to go out there and do his thing, and that's what Jimmy Butler did. And there still was this kind of like us against the world, chip on our shoulder type thing. I mean, you heard Jimmy after the game last night. If you heard this exchange with one of the media members, listen to this. 
Damn right. I did. Damn right. We did. And the best part about it is we still don't care what none of y'all think. Honestly speaking, we don't care if you pick us to win. We never have. We never will. We know the group of guys we have in this locker room. We know that Coach Bo puts so much confidence and belief in each and every one of us. Coach Pat as well. And so our circle's small, but this circle got so much love for one another. We pump constant confidence into everybody. And we go out there and we hoop. We play basketball the right way. He was asked if he if they expected this. Did you expect to be here? Did you expect to be up in the series and everything? One one thing I just want to throw a little bit of cold water on, if I can. So open your umbrellas, put on your rain gear, whatever you got to do. I'm going to throw some cold water out there, all right? This whole, this whole myth, this idea of the heat wave, the heat culture. You know, you've heard that a lot over the last couple of years, right? When this team's been good, they've been going to the conference finals, all that stuff. The heat culture. Pat Riley. Heat wave. And Spolster's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. But it still comes back to players. And you still need dudes to be able to go out there and get the job done. Because I got news for you. Let's rewind the whole heat culture thing to before when Jimmy Butler was a member of this team. Okay, They missed the playoffs two out of the previous three years. If I'm not mistaken, Heat culture and one of the great coaches was not even supposed to miss the playoffs if that was the case. You know what I mean? So you still need to have guys that are really, really good at what they do. And it's no coincidence that the Miami Heat have been to three of the last four Eastern Conference Finals since Jimmy Butler came along. And with each passing year, he continues to establish himself as not only one of the best players in the league, but one of the best playoff performers in this league, right? Take Jimmy Butler off this team. They're not going to the conference finals. Hell, they may not even be out of the same. They they might be a one and done without Jimmy Butler. Have all the character guys you want. You know, the good locker room guys, the good fundamental guys. I want guys that can go out there when things break down, they can still find a way to get their team across the finish line. That's what I want. Give me those guys any day of the week. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number all right let's go to the phones tommy in long island started off with him here on 98.7 spn tom how we doing how you doing my friend good tom what's up i want to ask about what do you think about what's going to be the new york mets schedule starting lineup tomorrow hold on let me um let me call buck show walter and ask him hold on you got his number guys can you text it to me real quick yeah call buck Two one two seven eight two three two two seven seven. What was it? Hold on. Two one two. What was the other one? Come on, you're screwing me. Look, I would like to think. No, what I'm trying to say is we got to put the young boys in. I'm trying the put the young boys in. What are we going to do? Go looking for five year olds and put them in Met uniforms, Tom? Here, no, here's, the here's the bottom line. Here's here's the here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Okay. Here's the bottom line. Okay. I would okay. think you played a day game today. They got a nice day off for some of these guys. They got the whole night off. They're going to come back to the ballpark tomorrow night, start a new series against the Cleveland Guardians. I would think that those guys will be back in the lineup. You know, we'll see what happens with Marte. He got hit by that pitch last night. He didn't go today because there was some swelling. You hope that's not serious. But, no, these kids got to play. Otherwise, what are they doing up here if they're not going to play? I agree with you because where are we going to put them? I think we should take McNeil. Put him in left field or right field, whatever he did today. And you got to bring Vientes when to play second base and keep Beatty and the other guy, Platoon, 
And what do you think? I think I, I don't know about Vientos at second base. I, I think he's a, a a corner guy, if anything, uh, in the infield. And I thank you for the phone call. What I would do with Vientos is I would just make him the DH right now if he's going to hit. I'm sick of Daniel Vogelback. Sick of him. I mean, like, why do they keep trotting this guy? Daniel Vogelback, he must have pictures. He must have pictures of somebody doing something that's not exactly applauded probably in our society. That, that, that's the only thing that I could surmise about Daniel Vogelback. Why this guy, like last night, last night in the, what was it, the sixth inning, when they had something going and who uh, Pham was due up, right, as the DH. And Buck pinch hit for Daniel Vogelback. Knowing full well that the – see, Buck's been around this thing long enough. Buck knows that if I pinch hit the lefty, I'm going to force Kevin Cash's hand to then go to the bullpen himself and bring in a lefty, which is exactly what he did. It was like Buck was playing chess, and he was the one dictating the moves. But the problem with that is, is that Daniel Vogelback in his career is a 130 hitter against lefties. 130. I could hit 130 against lefties. And I'm not even lefty. And lo and behold, what happened? Southpaw comes in, bing, 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 one, two, three, sit down, inning over. Like, I understand you're trying to give this guy an opportunity, and yeah, if he can get a hold of one, it might go pretty far and all those things. But, I mean, Darren Ruff was run out of here. And Vogelback wasn't that much better than freaking Darren Ruff since he arrived. I know he's a great locker room guy. Everybody loves him. Blah blah blah. But you know what? It's a meritocracy. How about winning some ball games? And if these kids coming up are going to hit bet, like if Mark Vientos is going to go up there and continue to get big hits to help this team win games, I don't care if it's a righty, a lefty, an ambidextrous pitcher. I don't care who the hell it is. He should be the DH. The hell would Vogel back? This ain't the Oakland A's. This ain't the Kansas City Royals. This ain't like a glorified farm system team. You're trying to win a championship here. Your payroll's over $350 million. Guys, by the way, if Buck calls back, just ask him what the lineup is going to be tomorrow night, and we'll give that to everybody, all right? I left him a message. 800-919-3776, the telephone number. Coming back real quick, Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Lakers, Nuggets, Western Conference Finals. Same time tomorrow, 
Except we're going to take it right until the Eastern Conference Finals. So another 7 to 8.30 vehicle for you tomorrow. Let us say hi to Greg and Manalapin, who's up next here on 98.7. What's up, Greg? Hey, Dan. Good evening. Hello, Greg. You know, I called in last week defending Julius Randle and, you know, throwing dispersions onto Julius haters. That was before we wrapped up the Miami series, and I had to wait to call you because I was just so distraught. Um, I take back every good thing I said about the band, quite frankly. Why? Uh, why? Oh, my God. How many times can he not show up in a playoff? I mean, you know, he's supposed to be, if not the star of the team, the second star. And I think we've established he is at best the second star on this team. Currently. But that's not that's not. But is that a bad thing though, Greg? Well, it is a bad thing that when your team needs you, you consistently don't produce the way you're supposed to. Second, you know, second those... stars, second stars on teams. Those guys, some of them go to the Hall of Fame. Actually, you know, that's uh, it's not the uh, worst thing in the world. Normally, I agree, and that was part of my point when I called in defending him. But it's just. It's hard to consistently defend the but guy Greg, now. Greg, let me ask you a question. Look, I, I hear yeah. you're upset, and, I, and, and I, I'm not trying to take that away from you, okay? But let's remember something. Yep. Julius Randle was an all-NBA player this year, which means he was one of the top 15 players in the NBA. He made the all-star team, okay? Knicks made it all the yep. way to the second round of the playoffs this year. Are the Knicks yep. in the second round of the playoffs this season without the contributions of Julius Randle? They wouldn't have got to that point to get to the postseason, and I know that. I, I I fully acknowledge it. Right. It's just he leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and this is not the first time he's done it. But, Dan, that's not really the reason why I called in. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you were created your own fantasy basketball team mm-hmm. and you could pick any player in his prime, Mm-hmm. Who would be the first person you put on that team? Jordan. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that's a mistake. And I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Understand. Uh, there's a certain player that I you think tell me, I mean, look, is, there's, I mean, you can tell me Will Chamberlain. You can tell me Kareem. You know, Who are you going to tell me? Kareem. I'm going to tell you Kareem. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. That's fine. No, when you talk about the all-time score, mm-hmm. let's not forget Kareem could not enter the NBA early. He missed what amount he may have been he may have been like LeBron, went right, right through it, although he was kind of skinny. Uh, but he wouldn't have played four years. So he would have had those years uh, added to his scoring, you know, tab. But more importantly, Kareem, thanks to the NCAA instituting a rule directly related to Kareem, which was outlawing the dunk for a number of years, Mm -hmm. he developed the most unstoppable shot in all of basketball history, other than a dunk. Um, Now, I'm not saying he's the greatest competitor of all time. That's Michael. I think that's clear. But it just annoys me that people forget how great this man was and what he accomplished they take it for granted, it seems like. Well, I mean, it, it, um, you know what, Greg? I think it's a generational thing, and I thank you for the phone call. I do, because, look, this was brought up 
earlier this year when LeBron broke Kareem's record as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. I mean, that's great. But I think you do have to at least acknowledge the different eras of basketball because as great as LeBron is and as great as everything that he's accomplished in setting the all-time scoring record, you got to remember something too. And I, I, we talked about this then. Okay, LeBron also beat Kareem's record and he also had the advantage of how many thousands of three-pointers did LeBron make in his career? Okay, Kareem made what, one? First of all, they didn't have a three-point shot for a lot of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career. Right, so having to make that many more field goals inside of the arc means you have to score more points or score more baskets to get all those points. It's just the way the game is played. It's different. You mean to, like, you know, I brought up Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain was unstoppable. Unfortunately, he kept running into dynasty Boston Celtics teams and Russell and all the on and on and on. And that's why he doesn't have as many championships as, let's say, some of these other guys do. Will Chamberlain used to average 50 points a game, 25 rebounds. I mean, that's, that, that's unheard of. That's literally like men against boys. Let's say hi to uh, Johnny in the cars up next. Johnny, how are you? Good evening, Dan. Big shout out to the company. You know, we're all big fans of you. Company, um, company, company. Yes, yeah, the company. So um, I hope that Buck starts to play these, play Alvarez, Beatty, and Vientos regularly. And I hope they, uh, that, that Epler calls up um, Mauricio because there's something that I think kind of gets maybe overlooked a little bit with young guys like that. They bring an energy and a hunger to a team, especially a veteran lady team with the Mets, that the veterans, they've been through this before. It's a long season. They know, the, you know they go through slumps, so it's kind of like, okay, we'll be okay. Where well, young guys are hungry and they have an energy. I think the Mets really could could use that right now. It also makes veterans like Vogelback and Escobar and these other guys feel a little pressure that, hey, if I don't perform, they may lose their jobs and it may make them perform better. So I, I hope that, you know, that, that Buck starts playing these guys regularly. And, and I think whatever mistakes these young guys make, I think won't outweigh the amount of energy and, and hunger that they bring to the team on well, a daily basis. John, here, here's the thing about these young guys, and I'm with you, but if you're going to call them up, the intention should be to play them because otherwise yeah. you're wasting your time and you're wasting their development. These guys need to get steady at bats to continue to progress and to develop. Otherwise, if you're not going to play them or you're going to play them one day, sit them the next day and just go through this pattern every other day, then you might as well send them back down to Syracuse because otherwise what yeah. are they here for, right? I mean, if they develop a hot hand, how many more times do you need to see Tommy Pham go up there and hit a ball hard? Exactly. That's all we hear exactly. about. You know, Tommy Tommy Pham leads baseball, or he's one of the top three guys in baseball when it comes to hard hit balls. I don't care how hard he hits the exactly. ball. If it's going yep. in somebody else's glove, it don't mean a damn thing to me or you to the team, right? Exactly. Yep. And Alvarez is the one guy I can understand a little bit, maybe not playing as the catcher as often because the defense needs a little bit of work, so and that affects pitchers directly, so I get that a little bit. But then they should DH him when he's not catching because you also got to build up momentum with these hitters. They start to get in the groove, and they sit for a day, and what good does that do? There is, you can't measure momentum, and you can't measure confidence. I don't care what's the, you know analytics all you want, but you can't measure those things. And these guys getting in one day – Vientos hitting the home run last night probably has some confidence and feeling good, and then he sits the next day. What, like, what does that do for him? I, I, I'm with you on that one, Johnny. I, I really am, and I thank you for the phone call, my friend. Play him. Play him. And that's why tomorrow night, when Cleveland comes in here, you want to see these guys in the lineup. 
Tomorrow's Cal Quantrill, so that's a righty. Doesn't matter. I don't want to see Daniel Vogelbach in the lineup. All right? Just because it's lefty-righty. I don't want to see it. No Met fan wants to see him in the lineup. The Mets don't even want to see him in the lineup. Deep down, you ask him, hey, you want to see Vogelbach in the lineup? He's like, nah. Play the kids. And the thing about Alvarez, too, that John was talking about, there was a game, I can't remember what it was, within the last week, and I forgot who was pitching. And they didn't expect to, or maybe it was uh, Senga's previous start, not last night, the one before, where Buck had him in the lineup, Alvarez catching, and maybe it was a spot where you didn't think that he would get the starting assignment, but Buck said, no, Alvarez has to catch him. This is all part of the growth and the development. He's got to catch these pitchers and learn to adjust. I mean, Alvarez, is he's not going anywhere. He's the future. I mean, Alvarez would have to stink it up for like, you know, two, three years before they decide to part ways with him. You got to find out what these kids are. All right, 800-919-3776. More of your phone calls. We'll also get into a little Jets cap-saving measures that they performed today as well. Dan Gross' show till 8.30. Then it's the Western Conference Finals right here on 98.7 ESPN. Go looking for five-year-olds and put them in Met uniforms. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the... Telephone number. Let's go back to the busy phones. Let's had a Bernie in New Jersey up next. Bernie, what's going on? What's going on, man? How we doing? Hey, Bernie, what's going Lakers, on? Showtime today, Lakers. Baby. Let's do it. Tonight. Let's do it. Let's go. We got to even right, this thing up. Come on, let's do Lakers. it. Let's go, baby. Showtime. Purple and gold. Let's go. We paint in the sky. Purple and gold. Let's do it. <laughs> now, they're going to get this one tonight. They're going to get this one tonight. Yeah, I truly believe that, man. Uh, Nuggets came out, you know, like the first half. They came out fast with, with a lot of energy. It seemed like the Lakers were uh, waiting to see how the game was going, kind of a fill-out game. But the Nuggets came out with, like, we're going to set the tone. And that's exactly what they did. But, uh, when you know, we adjusted. We came out. Like, they were making their shots. They were, they were balling, man. The Nuggets were on fire. Everything went their way. And then at the end of the game, the Lakers still had a chance to, you know, to close out the game. So I'm not worried. Uh, they made their adjustments. They got a deep team, but I think we got the right players, and it's going to be a good game tonight, but we're taking the series in six. And I just want to ask you about, like, you know, even though we were down, LeBron with, like, 42 seconds left took that three, man. If you don't take that three, what do you say about that? I didn't I didn't love the shot at that time. Um, it's one he'd probably like to have back, but they're also not in a position to maybe steal that game without him. I, I think the way this game changed, Bernie, and thanks for the phone call, what happened in the second, and I, and I even said it last night, that fourth quarter, it took an hour. It felt like it took an hour for those 12 minutes to elapse. It really did. It just felt like the Lakers ran out of time more than anything else. That if that game was like a couple of minutes longer, I think the Lakers win it. But from an X's and O's standpoint, what they did in the second half, and you give Darvin Ham credit for this. Remember, they had Anthony Davis on Nikola Jokic. And Jokic is a beast, and he's going to get his. And he had an unbelievable first half. But in the second half, he wasn't as effective offensively. 
Because instead of having Anthony Davis defend them straight up, they had other guys take AD, or excuse me, take Jokic. And in a lot of instances, it ended up being somebody like a Rui Hachimura. And then what you had was Hachimura come out, play him on the perimeter, and when Jokic makes his move to get by him, you can't slow him down with one guy. But then here comes Anthony Davis in support as the help defender, which makes it that much tougher. So if you get by Anthony Davis initially, you already got by him. Or you could just make a move one-on-one, get the shot up. I mean, some of the, like one of those threes that he made when Anthony Davis was like all over him and he still got it off and swished it. I mean, like, Jokic is a freak. But he wasn't able to do as much damage once they kind of altered the defensive strategy. And I wonder if they're going to con- – I mean, look, Denver will probably expect it. So they're going to have to also throw a few wrinkles if they do come at him with that type of mentality. Find out. It's going to be a good chess match. That's what a seven-game series is supposed to be about. Let's say hi to Lonnie in Long Island up next. Lonnie, how are you? Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good, Lon. What's up? Well, a couple of things. Well, one thing I just want to say on on the LeBron James with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, everyone forgets. Just imagine if put four years on James, take four years off, mm-hmm. and Kareem went to college. LeBron James came straight out of high school, right. went right to the pros. So that, that, that's not even fair for the scoring list for me. And two, imagine LeBron James playing in the era with the Mahorns, that, that, that Detroit bad boy team, and Oakley, all those bad boys, knocking them to the floor, what they did to Jordan. Can you imagine him playing in that? Be a lot more whining, a lot more complaining probably. Right? I, I'm just saying it. Yes, yes, of course. And and I and I'm I'm rooting for Denver. I hope Denver blow them out the gym tonight. We'll see. I look because I think I want to see young, I want to see new people. I'm tired of LeBron, it's time. He said I, he had a good career, it's time. It's time. I'll tell you what it's though, time. Lon. Lon, I'll tell you something. And they'll never admit yes. to this. But if the NBA yes. finals is Miami against Denver. Adam Silver and his cronies over there on Park Avenue, it's going to drive them to drink. Uh, I think Boston's coming back. I think Boston's coming back, too. But, I, I look, I, yeah. I, I think I picked Denver and Boston in each of these series. We'll see. I think the Lakers get tonight, though. We'll see if I'm right. But I, I just got a feeling I think they're going to even that one up tonight. I like the way they closed that game out the other night. They simply just ran out of time. But you don't want to bury yourself like a 20-point hole because, you know, the day off I think will help them. The fact that they've been there for a few days, you know, that's that's why people and teams, you know, folks that have been around the NBA, they tell you, going to Denver and playing the Nuggets, when you just like show up there one day in the middle of a road trip, they're tough to, it's tough to go in there and win a game Denver's a good team, number one, but another reason is because the altitude. And it takes a lot to get used to, and especially a team like the Lakers, which is an older group, you know, guys that have been around the block. But the fact now that they've been there for a few days, they're a little bit more adjusted and acclimated to it. I think from a conditioning standpoint, they're not going to be fighting that battle as much, and they're going to go out there and be able to play a better game. We'll see. Uh, Let me say hi to Richard in Manhattan, who is up next. Richard, good evening. How are you? Dan, I listen to everything you say. I have to disagree with you. Of course you do. Which 
Silver okay. whining L.A. and Boston. Oh, as, Richard, as are you serious? Man, wait a second. Yeah. As a businessman, L.A. Boston is best for TV. We know that. It's not even Maybe. close. Okay, okay, forget it. Lakers-Celtics is like the number one rivalry in the NBA this, by a mile. Yeah, we've seen this a million times now. Let me just say something. For the betterment of the league, what Miami is doing with such an unheralded, unheralded group and their second-best player not playing the whole playoffs, not missing a couple of games, the whole playoffs, if they win it, that will be a referendum that you don't need Donovan Mitchell. You don't need these high-class, uh, high-priced free agents to win. This is the greatest thing that will happen to NBA basketball if Miami wins with this group of players. Kyle Lowry looks like a guy that plays in the WMCA. And, uh, the WMCA? Isn't that like an old radio station? Duncan Robinson. Oh, no, not that one. You're thinking of the YMCA. YMCA. There you go. I'm thinking of WMCA. It's fun to play at the YMCA, Richard. Right. Uh, Let's hear it. YMCA. Come on, Richard. You can do it. Let's go. YMCA. Okay. But uh, uh, Duncan Robinson. And this team to win an NBA championship, it'll be unbelievable. Come on, Richard. Come on. Let's go. Pump that up, Harvey. Get that up. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Young man. All right, you can take it down. Richard hung up. He wasn't. Richard wasn't. Uh, see, I was trying to get Richard. Richard is just so like business-like. You know, he doesn't want to have any fun. He just wants to come at it with all these like oddities and these things that happened in 1942. And it's like, you know, I don't care. You know, I like Richard. He's a good guy. I like having a nice back and forth with him. But we gotta have some fun. We want some fun. Me and Joe were talking about this as well. I don't yeah. think. Look, the Heat winning the championship would be great. I don't no, think it's, as it's, a concept. It's awful. It's, this is all about money. Money makes the world go round. It doesn't matter what's good for the— You mean to tell me that if the Miami Heat win the championship, that, that, that folks who are maybe on the fence, hmm, should I like the NBA? Should I not like the NBA? Should I pick up a basketball? Should I not pick up the basketball? That they're all going to do that because the Heat win a championship? I just looked it up. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals two years ago, it was one of the lowest-rated NBA Finals. All right? And those guys had stars on both teams. You had Giannis, who was the MVP. But they want to see brands. Milwaukee comes from a tiny old little market. Phoenix is from a small market. You know? Lakers-Celtics is an establishment. It's one of the great sports rivalries that we have in the United States. You might hate it, but it attracts eyeballs. It's like Yankees, Red Sox, just like Duke, North Carolina, just like, you know, Cowboys, Steelers. Even though they haven't played in a Super Bowl against each other in a while, but they have many times over, right? That's what it's about. All right, good first hour. We're coming back. We got more to do. 800-919-3776. We'll sprinkle in some Jet stuff as well. Dan Grasso Show, till the bottom of the hour, then we go Nuggets, Lakers, 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.